Welcome back to another episode of the Legendary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Rice, and this is the show that's all about transforming your health, your body, and your life. In today's episode, we're going to be covering why motivation and willpower will always fail you. Before I get to that, though, I want to give some shout outs. The first shout out is to Kylie from Down Under, specifically Darwin, uh, Australia. And that was my terrible Australian accent. So sorry, my, my Australian friends, but that's the best I can do. Also, I want to give out uh, sh- uh, give a shout out to Cassie, who gave me a great podcast review on iTunes. She said, Ted's podcast has helped me improve my life in every way for the last one and a half years from being stationed in the Middle East to returning home and continuing my fitness career. The Legendary Life Podcast has been my number one show I listen to. Ted gives quality information for us to positively enhance our lives and it's all free. I'm grateful and appreciative. Cassie, I'm grateful for you, for your service, for your review, for connecting with you on Twitter, and then again on Facebook. It's a pleasure and an honor to be connected with you. And uh, yeah, I, I love connecting with people. And if we haven't connected, why haven't we connected yet? I also want to apologize. If I sound a little weird, it's because I, I am weird. <laughs> I'm a little sick. And I'm doing this episode a bit late, but better late than never. I, I got really sick the past, uh, the past uh, week, actually, the past few days. I'm even having troubles thinking still. But I was doing really well. Then Giselle was, Giselle was sick for a couple, or not a couple weeks, but for a week. And I was making fun of her because I wasn't getting sick. Then I got some really stressful news that woke me up at 2 a.m. in the morning. And I went to bed like at 11 and three hours of sleep. And I just couldn't go back to bed. And I, I was pushing through the next day. I went to work. I did all the things I needed to do, albeit in a very slow brain fogged manner. But the day after I, I was like sniffling and think, Thankfully, it never got into my lungs and got so bad. But anyway, there you go. That's the story. Now, let's get to today's episode, today's topic, why motivation and willpower will always fail you. And I want to tell you about a tragedy that happens every single year. We're in August 2016 right now, but I want to tell you that in the beginning of January 2017, After spending a few months during the holidays, spending time with family, eating more than we should, drinking more than we should, sitting around more than we should, because let's face it, we don't, most of us don't come from fit families. In fact, if you're the fit person or the more fit person, you're probably the black sheep a little bit. And everybody's like, Hey, come on. Why aren't you drinking? Have another drink, have another slice of pie, have another piece of that casserole. And so what happens, January, January rolls around and as we make our way out of our New Year's Eve stupor into the new year, 2017, with big hopes, big expectations, big goals, big dreams, we start to go to the gym, we start to hammer away, this time we're really going to get it handled, this time 
I'm so motivated, so motivated to get into the gym, to crush it, to lose this weight, to develop the body that not only makes me look my best, but helps me feel my best, helps me perform my best as a parent, as a business owner, as a career person, as a man, as a woman. And a few weeks go by crushing it, but then a few months go by, starts to become harder. And by the third month, the fourth month, most of the people that started off in the New Year's rush will have stopped. They will have disappeared. It happens every single year. And I tell you, I've been in the fitness business for 17 years. I've seen this every year, every single year. And the tragedy isn't that they stopped, they started a workout and then they stopped. The real tragedy, in my opinion, is that the people who stopped, they think, wow, I am such a loser. What is wrong with me? Why can't I motivate myself to do this thing that I know I need to do? The doctor said I was up a few pounds. My blood pressure was a little high. My cholesterol is a little off. My stress levels need to be in check. But I can't bring myself to do it. I'm just not motivated. There must be something wrong with me. And then they leave thinking that it's all them. And I want to tell you something because you may think that I don't have this problem because, oh, Ted, you've been in this business for 17 years. You have it handled. And you're right. To, to, to a big degree, I have my health and fitness handled. I'm still working on some issues myself. I've got three herniated discs in my neck. I have uh, kind of bad arthritis in my left knee. I've got some other things that maybe I, I've talked about before or some things I haven't. But I want to tell you about where I felt like a failure, where motivation and willpower failed for me. I was just back in personal training in my early 30s, not that long ago. I'm 39. And I had left school because my stepmother died and my dad got sick and had uh, found out he had congestive heart issues, heart failure. He had a, a knee replacement and I got him back on track and I found myself back in the, the personal training business. And I had left the business because I didn't feel like I was getting the recognition that I wanted or deserved for all my learning, all my studying. I felt like I wasn't making the money that I needed either. And it wasn't that I needed a million dollar condo or a $300,000 Lamborghini. It was that I wanted, I wanted to be, I wanted to have a nice life. And I felt like I had done that. I, I had, I had earned that, but my business didn't reflect that. Meaning I didn't have people calling me up. I didn't have a waiting list. I didn't have all that. And it was so, it, it was so difficult for me to get to the point where I realized, okay, well, I'm really good at fitness. I'm really good at knowing how to do exercises, how to write exercise programs, how to coach people on health and fitness. I know all this stuff. I know how to get results, in other words. 
but I don't know how to market myself. And I sucked at sales conversations. When someone hired me, they were always happy. But up until that point, they didn't know, they didn't, they didn't necessarily trust me or like me or whatever. I don't know what was going on in their head. I was just an awkward person, right? Wasn't that I was shady or anything like that because I wasn't. Even in those times, I was trustworthy. But I didn't come across the best. And I knew I had to study business. I had to study sales. I had to get this, this marketing thing handled. I needed to be able to connect people uh, with and get them to understand, hey, this is what I do. I do it really well. Give me a chance. Let's make this happen. I, I didn't know how to do that. And I knew I needed to study marketing, sales, and business to do that. And, and for those of you who are business owners, you know it's critical. You don't have a business <laughs> unless you have those things in place. And the thing was, I couldn't bring myself to study it. I could read fitness information all day. In fact, I still do that. I love it. I love learning all the nuances, all the, oh, here, I, I learned an edge, a, a, a hack, if you will. I learned how to do things better. I learned how to get better results. I learned how to be more efficient. I learned a cool new exercise or exercise progression. Learned how to write programs better. But when it came to selling and marketing and how to structure a business, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And I felt like a loser. Why couldn't I bring myself to study these things? These are the things, the missing link that will connect uh, people in, it, with, with what I do so that everybody can win. They can get the great results and I can have a business that makes money so I don't have to struggle to pay my bills. And I can go on a vacation once a year. And I couldn't bring myself to do it. I felt like... I was completely, I felt like a loser. And I want to tell you, I wasn't a loser. And you're not a loser either. There's nothing wrong with you. And the biggest lesson I learned is that motivation is fleeting and willpower is finite. Motivation, it comes and it goes. Willpower, the more you use it, the less you have. And the first thing that you need to do to get clear on a goal is to really dig deep and understand your why. I know I've talked about it before many times, but it's such a critical part of staying on course even when you don't feel like it. Getting yourself up to go even when you don't feel like it. I want to share with you my three whys because someone asked me that. What are your three whys? And I want to share with you my three whys for health and fitness. And then I'm going to share you my three whys for business. So my three whys for health and fitness. Number one, I've got a lot of injuries. I have three herniated discs in my, my neck. I have radiculopathy, which is the tongue tingling and numbness. If I turn my head to the left for too long, or if I look up in a movie, watching a movie, if I don't sit at the right level. So the point is I need to exercise to hand, take care of all my injuries. I need to do my mobility work, my exercises, my rehabilitation, or I'm in pain. That's a strong why. It's not a great why to have, but it's a strong one. The second is I want to be taken seriously 
as a fitness professional. And I don't want to be a fitness professional who says, oh, well, I'm 39. That's why I'm a little pudgy. And that's that's why I look the way I do. But I, I'm really good, though. Don't let my looks fool you. Because the truth is that we shouldn't all judge a book by a cover, but we definitely do, right? And even in the interview with Dr. Anna Akbari, who's half Persian and grew up feeling like, oh, wow, I, I'm different. So we all, uh, we, we all judge books by, uh, we, we all judge people by the way they look. And definitely people judge fitness professionals by the way they look. And I even know fitness professionals who feel like, wow, you know, compared to some of the fitter, bigger, more lean, ripped guys, they don't feel confident as a fitness professional. Not as a person, but as a professional in this business, because you, we see who gets the the gets the the most attention, the biggest, most ripped people, probably on drugs, and or probably photoshopped. So that is that is one of my whys too. And my third why is that I'm getting older, and I don't want to be that guy who says, "Wow, I was in great shape in my twenties, but now I'm." 40. Now I'm 45. Now I'm 50. And that's how it is. I don't want to be one of those guys. I don't want to get old. Now, the reality is we do get older. We do degenerate. We do, uh, we, we all expire. Death is the death rate is a hundred percent for human beings, but we can go down with a fight. We can fight aging by lifting weights, by doing aerobic exercise, by eating healthy foods, by getting enough sleep, by managing our stress. And I'm determined to go out on top, to go out strong. And I want to be in the best shape that I can maintain. And that's my why. And my business-wise, they're a little bit different. My, my uh, One is I always felt like a failure in business for 17 years right? For nearly seven, probably not 17, because when I first started in the business, I was like, oh, I'm so happy to be here. But after I, I got things going and I hit that ceiling, I've always felt like a failure in business for over a decade, we can say. And I don't want to feel like a failure. Two, because I want to travel the world. I want to have experiences. And if I can't, I, I don't need a, a hundred million dollars like some of my clients have, or I don't need a Ferrari collection or a Lamborghini. I don't need any of that. But if I can't make enough money so that I can see the amazing parts of the world and experience all the, the, the amazing things that the world has to offer, this modern world has to offer, I feel like I wasted my life. That's a strong why. I feel like I'm wasting my life at 40 years old. I haven't seen, I haven't traveled enough. I haven't done the things that I wanted to do. And it takes money to do those things. And the third is, I my dad, he's lost his ex-wife. He lost his wife. He's lost my brother. He's lost my sister. I'm the only thing he has left. And my dad's not doing that great. He just uh, had a bad, uh, he, you know, got some bad news about his health. Apparently, the, the congestive heart failure is acting up again, and he had a bunch of fluid in his system, and he had to take these these uh, drugs, these diuretics to help him 
get rid of all this excess fluid and it was really scary. And of course I can't do anything. I had to stay here and, you know, keep working because I had to pay bills and my, but I was calling him and, and the point is that I want to be a success before he dies. I want him to die knowing that I did something great, that I was able to be okay right? Not talking about having a million dollar condo or, you know, anything like that. Just that I created a business and that when he leaves, he knows my son is going to be okay. He's going to do well. And I was able to see him succeed and see him fight past all the things that our family has been through to make something happen. And those are my whys. So that, that, those are my whys. And I, I, and I share those with you because I want you to dig deep. I want you to figure out why, what motivates you. Maybe health and fitness, it's not about getting older. Maybe it's not about any of the things I've mentioned. Maybe it's you're, you went through a divorce or a bad breakup. Maybe if you're a guy, you're not feeling that manly. Maybe if you're a woman, you're not feeling that sexy and you want to get into the gym and, and get that handle because you feel empowered when your body starts to look better. You start to feel better. Maybe it's something completely different. Maybe you had a health scare, but get connected with that why and understand the stakes are high. People aren't dying from plane crashes and shark attacks and terrorism as much as they're dying from heart disease and cancer. I mean, it's just crazy. And we know those are preventable. Not all of them, but a lot of them. So get connected with the why. Get deep and ask yourself, what is this really about for you? And the next is, we talked about motivation and how it's fleeting. But now I want to talk about the right way to use motiv motivation because there is a right way. And Zig Ziglar has a great quote that I'm, I'm probably going to butcher this a little bit, but he said, motivation is like, is a lot like bathing. It doesn't last. That's why we recommend it daily. And I want you to think about that for a second because you take a shower every day, don't you? Unless it's on, you know, you have some time off from work and you're feeling especially like uh, especially lazy and like doing nothing, but we all bathe every day. We all have these habits. Well, why not have a motivation habit? Nobody taught you that. They taught you to brush your teeth and to take a shower and to, you know, do all those things, floss your teeth, to comb your hair. I don't have much hair. That's why I almost forgot that one. But nobody told you, hey, have a motivation habit. So why don't you learn to use motivation. And this is what I mean by that. Whenever you're feeling motivated, you do something. Okay. Are, are you motivated to work out? Well, instead of just saying, wow, I'm motivated to work out right now. I'm going to do some push-ups and some squats, which is good. Why don't you instead sign up for some personal training lessons and don't sign up for five or 10 Sign up for three months, sign up for a month, sign up for six months, go interview personal trainers. If, if you need 
that amount of help, if you can't bring yourself to do it, don't rely on motivation. Be motivated to sign up for your personal training sessions. And when you put some skin in the game, that's going to get you to act. And I'm saying that because it's it's even against my own best interest, right? Because you don't live in Miami. You're not going to hire me as a personal trainer. And I'm trying to, I, I want out of the personal training business. Story for another time. I want you to do what's best for you. By the way, if you do feel like you can handle following workouts on your own. If you do feel like, oh, if you just tell me what to do, I'll do it. As long as I get the results, I'll do it. Sign up to the coaching program. We're launching another coaching group this Monday. So August 15th, you can be on your way to a healthier you, a fitter you. You can be on your way to getting the results you finally want and deserve in your body, in your health and fitness. You got me as your coach. And if you're feeling down or you're feeling like, oh, you know, I don't know, Ted, I I coach you. I get in there and I talk to you. And I make sure you're on the right track and I make sure you're ready and you know what you do and I make sure you're focused. Oh, Ted, but what if this or what if that? No, I tell you, hey, focus on this, forget everything else. That's what a coach can do for you. Get you focused and to hold you accountable. And if you feel like you can do that from where you are and from where I am, then sign up to the coaching program, legendarylifepodcast.com slash coaching. But the point is, do something that puts skin in the game. Don't just say, oh, I'm motivated to work out today, so here are my push-ups and squats and pull-ups and planks and side planks and V crunches and backflips and side to side, whatever's okay. But that workout isn't what you need. You need workouts. You need to be consistent. So what are you going to do to make sure you take advantage of that motivation and do something to change it, right? If you're motivated to eat better, sign up for a healthy cooking class. Cooking is the best way to take control of your health. Learn how to cook one meal. Okay, go look up a recipe and, and learn how to cook that one meal. Go out, go buy things. The key is to take action when you feel motivated. Learn that recipe, go cook, uh, go get the ingredients, then cook it. And we give you a bunch of recipes in the coaching group. Just a uh, shameless plug there. So, or, or if you're motivated to travel the world, if you're motivated to do something like I want to do, then watch a video about the place you want to go to. If you want to go to the Colosseum in Rome or eat the, the cherries in Positano, Italy, then watch, watch something about it. Get excited about it. Then plan it. Go, go online and book a ticket somewhere or, or find one of those prepaid uh, packages and sign up for it. I mean, do your homework, of course, and I don't have any specific ones that I can recommend to you, but because I'm not, in, I'm not at that place right now. Uh, but, but go and do it. I want you to watch things, listen to things that motivate you. And I hope listening to this podcast motivates you, but then I want you to take action. Okay. And that's the key. And the final thing I want to leave you with 
is something I learned from Stephen Pressfield. And it's, he talks about two very important concepts in his book, The War of Art. He talks about resistance, how there's never going to be a right time. There's never going to be a right amount of money that you have to go and do something. There's never going to be that perfect storm or perfect opportunity or perfect situation where you can finally do what you've been waiting to do. You're always going to be facing resistance. Anytime that you want to do something that is good for yourself, you're going to face resistance. Oh, it's easy to sit on the couch and eat junk food and watch TV and order pizza and down some beer and some wings or some bonbons or some ice cream, which that's my thing, ice cream. It's easy to do that. It's hard to go and do the things that are going to make you a better person. We all face that. He talks about it in there. We all face the resistance when we're trying to move up to what you could call a higher level where you're doing something that scares you or that makes you feel uncomfortable. And for you, maybe that's the health and fitness thing. For me, it was the business thing or in the public speaking thing. And overcoming that resistance is something we all have to face and, and doing it in spite of the fear. So it never goes away. I want you to know that it never goes away. The perfect opportunity never happens. You, it's you making, taking the action and making it happen. Okay. I can't tell you, you, I don't know what you think about how successful I am with the podcast and the speaking. And I've shared a lot of cool things with you, but I've had to overcome a lot of resistance. I've been put in situations where, how do I get out of this? I'm in a bad situation all of a sudden. And I had to do it. And you just do it. You figure it out. And it doesn't happen until your back's up against the wall. You always have to overcome the resistance. And if you don't, you're, you will be stuck where you are. And the second thing he talks about is turning pro. And he talks about the difference between an amateur versus a professional. And he talks about it in terms of being an artist and in terms of being a writer, because that's what he is. He says the amateur waits for inspiration and motivation to write. The professional sits down at 8 a.m. and writes no matter if there's any inspiration or any motivation or none. They sit down and they write. And I'll tell you, that's something I learned recently. You sit down and you write a thousand words a day if you want to become a better writer. Well, what if it's garbage? You write it anyway. That's what it's about. That's what being a professional is about. It's about sitting down, overcoming the resistance, and doing the work. And he has something beautiful that he says. He has something absolutely beautiful that he says about writing and, and, it, and it's directly applicable to whatever you're facing resistance or wherever you're facing resistance in your life right now. And if you haven't read The War of Art, it's an incredible book about overcoming the resistance that we all face. But in that book, he says, at the end of the day, I ask myself only one question. I don't ask myself, did I write anything good today? I don't ask myself, did I write a lot today? I only ask myself, did I overcome resistance today? And that's the thought I want to leave you. 
ask yourself, did you overcome resistance today? That's the thought I want to leave you with. I wish you a great rest of your week and I'll speak to you soon.